going to stop. I thought I was going to run over somebody. <laughs> he asked me if I wanted to go up there or down here. I said, I want to go down here because I can, I can see you in the eyes. I can look at you and find, see if you're really getting what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I don't know whether you heard any of the weather last night or not, but if you live in Oklahoma, Texas, uh, you're used to the tornadoes and the tornado sirens going off. I think I had 12 hit the state of Oklahoma last night. And, uh, and uh, you know, and you turn on the TV and every station, the weatherman's on there giving you a complete update of what's going on <laughs> and showing you because they have the storm chasers out there. Uh, see, y'all don't have that up here like we do. <laughs> Just what? Okay. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm not going to talk about the weather tonight, but I am going to talk about storms, adversities, difficulties, and trouble that we face in our lives. You know, I, we refer those to, to those as storms, and sometimes, and if you'll pardon the expression, but sometimes in our life it seems like all hell breaks loose. And the uh, enemy comes in and on, a, on a rampage trying to destroy us. Circumstances come in and overwhelm us. And, uh, you know, many people, even though they're Christians, they don't know how to handle the storms of life. And, and they end up, you know, uh, fearful. Some people even, uh, they, they get under, in certain storms of life and, and they become victims Others become so overwhelmed, they just become passive. Don't do anything. Others say, well, God sent that storm to your life. Try to teach you something. You need to accept it as God's will. Well, God's not, that's not God if you read the Bible. It's the enemy of God. You know, Tony Cook was my associate. In fact, actually, I guess I helped him get started in the ministry for 19 years. And he has a book called Through the Storms. He said this, extreme passive passivity is not consistent with scripture or reason. Jesus was certainly not passive when it came to the storms he encountered. I don't want to assume that I am help, a helpless victim or adopt an attitude of passivity. When God has given us powerful spiritual weapons... He has given us the name of Jesus, the Word of God, the armor of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the power of prayer. Friends, you, every one of us, I don't care who we are, I don't care how long we've been a Christian, I don't care how much faith you think you have or don't have, we all are going to face storms of life. That's why I'm talking about mastering the storms. You know, the question that we have to ask ourselves, are we ready? You know, uh, if you're not ready for something when it hits you, uh, you have a hard time recovering. You know, I immediately, yes, I'm in Vancouver, Washington, but I, I'm getting, and I, I need to turn that off right now. I forgot to. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting updates, you know, from the, about the storms. And I, I've learned a long time ago, I don't wait till they say warning. When they start saying 
there's a possibility of severe, severe thunderstorms and tornado watch. That means there may be one. I immediately start to say, in the name of Jesus, all the rhema property is protected. My property, my personal property is protected. My, my kids and my grandkids, because see, I have authority to do that. You don't, if you don't have authority over something, you can't do that. And then, and then I, I, t- I say, and I agree with all of the people of my church. I agree with them that their property is protected. I can't speak it, but I can agree with them. You see, we need to learn how to master the storm because we all going to face storms of life. Uh, you know, we face real storms sometimes, but you face circumstances and situations and all of a sudden something happens on the job and it's, a, it's, it's chaos and you can't figure out what you're going to do. We need to learn how to stay on top of the situation. In Matthew 7, 24, it says, I'm going to read it from the New King James and then I'm going to read it from the message version. I, uh, I read from several different versions many times. Uh, I don't like, I couldn't say I like, I don't like everything the message says, but I like the way it says some things and then it leaves out some things and so I don't, but I do like the way it says here. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it did not fall for it's founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now, I'm going to read it in the message, and that sort of, it sounds a little bit more like 2019. <laughs> these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, flood, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved the house. It was fixed on the rock. But if you just use my words in in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach. When a, when a storm rolled in and the waves came up on it, it collapsed like a house of cards. Now that sounds a little bit more like we talk, we would talk today. I want you to notice that the storms came to both. The storms come to the good and the storms come to the bad. But if we know what we're doing and have the words, I want you to notice it said they're not just, it, it's not just words that from a Bible study. You know, they have to be words that become part of your life. The word of God has to become part of your life. That's the way you master storms in your life. I want you to notice it, it's not if the storm will come, it's when they come. Anybody here? You never had any storms in your life. You never faced anything. I am so glad nobody raised their hand because we would have had to stop right here and have a prayer meeting (laughs) for liars. (laughs) 
this mean, you know, and you can't, you can't judge. Some people, because the storms of life come and things happen, then they, well, maybe I'm out of the will of God. That has nothing to do whether you're in or out of the will of God because the enemy is going to come at you when you're in the will of God and when you're out of the will of God. He's going to come after you because he, the Bible says that he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Come on now. You know, finally, it, the enemy is going to come. If you're a born-again Christian, he's going to come at you because he wants to get you away from acting on what the Word of God says. You know, there's several kinds of storms that's going to hit your life as you live your life. You're going to have storms of adversity. You're going to have storms of difficult circumstances, you know. You're going to have storms that are caused by your own decision and actions. I had somebody come to me not long ago, and they were talking to me. Oh, my Pastor, I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I, I need the Lord to help me. And I happened to know what they were talking about. And I said, number one, you need to ask God to forgive you for, for being dumb. <laughs> That's what I told them. Well, they were. <laughs> they knew better than to do what they did. But they did it anyway. Now, I know there's not anybody up here in Idaho. That's down in Oklahoma. There's not anybody up here that's ever made a decision that was a bad decision and a dumb decision. Right? Am I right? <laughs> well, y'all shaking your head the other way. So evidently, I'm talking to some people that's like me. <laughs> but, you know, some people, they, they, get, they make their own problem. But you know what? You're going to find out later on that God will, God will even come to you. You know, sometimes there's storms that you have within yourself that rage within you because you just don't like something or somebody said something and caused you a problem. And it, 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 it's, it's not coming from the outside. It's all on the inside. You know, I got, I got a book out there. It's called Avoiding the Trap of Being Offended. My wife will tell you, I never, get a, I never let anything offend me. People say all kinds of things about me. If you go Google my name, you'll find out that they, it, it, there's a bunch of junk there. And most of it is, is untrue because they've taken one sentence I said and turned it and twisted it. You know, sort of like the news does on some stuff. <laughs> I won't go any further. <laughs> Did you ever notice that Jesus encountered different situations as he lived for those 33 years down here? And see, what you need to remember, he lived those 33 years as a man, just, our, just like us, mankind. He faced the problems we faced. You said, it says how God anointed Jesus Snatter. Peter did preach in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Snatter. The Holy Ghost power went about doing good and healing all the press of the devil. And if he was operating in his deity, God wouldn't have had to anoint him. He was operating as, a, as an individual, as a person. He was anointed. But he, he mastered the storms. Now, as we go to this, and we begin to look into this, 
I want to go to Matthew 8. Matthew 8. I'm going to stop long enough that you can turn there. Some of you got a Bible. Some of you got to, just like me. I got, I don't know how many translations I got here. I could go to different Bibles right here, but I, I got my regular Bible right there. Some, so they got on my iPads and on whatever, iPhones and my wife, she, she's one, she said, I still like to read it off of the page. <laughs> so, but however you got it, get it. <laughs> and just don't let it be words you read, but let it be words that goes into your heart that when you fa pa face a situation, they can come out your mouth. Come on now. Here we go. And when Jesus saw the great multitudes about him, they gave a command to, be, to depart to the other side. Now skip down to verse 23. Now when he had got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest rose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Then, G, then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose, rebuked the winds, and there was a great calm. So I want to talk about several things that I think that you can do to be able to control or master the storms of life. First of all, we have to have the Word of God in our hearts. And you see, he said he gave a command to depart to the other side. One translation says he gave an order to go to the other side. Now, when a command or an order was given, I mean, I spent three years in Uncle Sam's army, and, and if, if some the sergeant or lieutenant or somebody, I got any military guys in here, especially army. I don't know about the rest of them. I know about army. That's what I was in. Man, if they gave a command or an order, it was going to happen. There wasn't no three ways about it. You... <laughs> Somebody one day, one day, the lieutenant gave an order, and and, uh, and my, my squad, and and we was in training, and one of the guys said, well, "I don't think that can happen." I said, "Hey, get that thought out of your head. We're going to make it happen." <laughs> he he command, he ordered it. It's going to happen, and you're going to be right a part. You're going to be a part of it. I'm going to kick kick you. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was I wasn't about to get I wasn't about to take the wrath and not accomplishing it, but he gave a command, and when he gave the command, he expected it to happen. See, if you quote the word of God, then you give a command, you expect it to happen, and you act like it's going to happen. You see. He was in Capernaum where he was, and he there on the on the on the northeast corner of the Sea of Galilee, that's where he was at, and he wanted to go over to a region on the east uh, east side there of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, the Sea of Galilee is about eight miles wide at its greatest point and about thirteen miles long. And more than likely they were out in the in the middle of that. In fact I was just there four years ago this June uh, and, and we took a trip to Israel and we were there in the middle of the stopped in the middle of the 
Galilee. In fact, we were going from Tiberias over to Capernaum. And uh, so we, we were singing and praising the Lord out there. And I got to thinking about, man, this is probably where the disciples were when the storm came. Now, and he, Jesus gave a command, go to the other side. Now, he went back and went to sleep. Why would he go back and go to sleep? Because he believed they were going to the other side, no matter what happened. See, when you start quoting the word of, light, word of God to your problems and your circumstances and your storms, you've got to believe they're going to happen and I quit worrying about it. You know, I, many times I've spoken to situations and after I've spoken to it, you know, I mean, people have heard me. I mean, I spoke to the situation and then... Uh, then uh, the one guy asked me one day, he said, well, you're, you're acting like it, it's, it's already done. I said, I, I spoke it in the name of Jesus and, and the power of God is going to make it happen. I'm not sure I'm acting like it's done because that's what, that's what the Bible tells us. Hello? You know, I, if, you want, if you want to make some progress, <laughs> be on the offensive. Don't wait till flu gets you. The minute you start having a sniff, one little sniffle, you start talking to it, speaking the word. See, every morning when you get up, you don't know what's going to happen that day, but you need, when your feet hit the floor, you need to say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I will make it through this day. You will give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding how to, how to live this day. And that's 8 o'clock in the morning. You, you, <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen that day, but you start speaking it before you ever face the day. That's mastering the storm. That's the way you're going to master the storm. Come on now. You know, when you begin to speak what God says, things will start moving in the right direction. <laughs> you know, when the word of the Lord is in your heart and comes out your mouth, the storms cannot affect you. Another guy talking to me one day and he said, well, but you don't know what's going to happen. I said, I may not know what's going to happen, but I know who's in charge. <laughs> and I'm speaking his word. And somebody said, well, I don't know about that. And I said, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, exactly what the Bible says. That's what's going to happen. Come on. The word of the Lord in your heart, come, in your heart coming out your mouth. Some people facing storms and they're having, a, they're having a hard time because they haven't put any word down there. And it's not coming out their mouth. Instead of, instead of the word of God coming out, no weapon formed against me will prosper. My God will supply my needs. See, that's, that's speaking to the, to the storm, the financial storm or whatever it is. They're walking around, oh, my God. Oh, oh my, well, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? Oh, 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 I can tell you what's going to happen. They're going to be defeated. The enemy's going to run over them. He's going to steal from them, take away from them. But if you'll speak the word and say what the Bible says, then it'll, it'll go to work for you. You see, 
you got you gotta you gotta confidently. I mean with confidence. Now, you know, I've heard people say, Well, praise the Lord. Lord, meet my need. No, you gotta you gotta open your mouth and say, Thank God the word of God is real. I believe the word. Mr. Devil, you cannot you cannot conquer me. You cannot have my life. You can't have my kids. You can't have my grandkids. Take your hand off of my finances. Come on. See, but have you ever seen people, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, me. Hey, and I'm, they're born again. Some of them are filled with the Holy Spirit. But you see, that's not going to keep them out of heaven. But it sure is going to keep them from having a good life down here. <laughs> and that's what the Bible says. Jesus wants us to have a life down here. And, and when I grew up, you know, I, I was born one Sunday. I was in church the next Sunday. And that was, uh, what, 50 years ago now. But I've been preaching, I've been preaching 61 years, though. <laughs> You know, I grew up, and and, and, and people would they, they would they would say, "Oh, I just don't know. Pray for me. Devil been after me." And my dad, when he was pastor of the church, he'd say, "Listen, you give him more. You give him more thought to the devil than you're giving to God." Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I told this one guy one time, I said, let me tell you something. Quit wringing your hands and quit hollering about what you, you don't know what you're going to do and start saying what the Bible says. See, you got you to get to the attitude. The Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. Explanation point. Period. That's it. The Bible says it. I believe it. Come on. There's a lot of people say that. The Bible says it. I believe it, but wait a minute. <laughs> I was talking to some people the other day, and uh, well, the way I go, it was probably five years ago. Because <laughs> 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 I was in Vancouver. Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, I'm here Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Fly, get on the plane, fly home, get home by about 2 in the morning or 3. And I got Saturday to get ready, and I'll be on the platform preaching in Tulsa on Sunday morning. So <laughs> the way I go, <laughs> it, it, time really rolls. <laughs> but, you know, he was, he was saying, well, you know, I know what the Bible says, and I know the Bible says that. But you know, you just you just can't ever tell what might happen. I looked at him because I knew. I mean, he he's been in the church and he's <laughs> been a Christian for a long time. I said, "What are you talking about?" Well, you know, I said, "Have you read the Bible?" Oh yeah, I know what the Bible says. But you know, look, look at what's going on. Hmm. You got to get to the point that I'm going to make it through the storm because the word of God is coming out of my mouth and there's nothing that can stand against the word of God. That's what the Bible says. 
See, we, 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 don't, we don't take out a sword and begin to, you, these spirits, but you, your, your sword of the spirit is your tongue, your mouth, saying something. A friend of mine, Norval Hayes, went on to be with the Lord just uh, uh, several months ago now. He used to say, I see people and they go up and they say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Now, I believe that this is going to happen. He said, and he, he tell him, he said, quit mumbling and scream. Get off by yourself and scream at the devil. <laughs> so somebody won't think you're crazy. Because, see, they don't understand what you know. See, you open the door for the enemy to really take control in the storms of your life when you get in fear. I want you to notice it says a fierce storm came or a great storm came. Now, I want you to notice something else. Peter, James, John, they were all experienced fishermen. They grew up on that lake fishing. They knew that lake. So they're, they're, they're experienced. So it had to really be some kind of storm for those guys to get, get fear in them, you know. So I want you to notice, here they're out there, you know, in the middle of this storm, the wind's blowing, the waves are crashing, <laughs> and, and the boat was being tossed several years ago. I, uh, there was a, two bus loads of us from, from Raymond Church. We went down to, we drove down the men, we drove down to Corpus Christi, Texas and went deep sea fishing. When we got down there, they shouldn't have took us out anyway because there were 20 foot swells. But we got on it, we were on this 90, 90 foot or 100 foot catamaran fishing boat. And... <laughs> I still remember today. I mean, I remember one time that this end of the boat and this end of the boat was on a wave and they both let go and that boat goes, pow, drop down between the two waves. Waves come everywhere. And we tied up to one of those oil rigs out there to uh, do some fishing because the fish usually are around those oil platforms because they, they, the, they throw the garbage over and the fish eat it. And... Uh, it, the wind was so fierce and the waves were so, it broke the lines and we almost went under that thing and, and everybody was getting sick. And, I, and if you, some of the guys are saying, it's horrible down inside. So there's a bunch of us, about five of us. We just went up and stood in front of the wheelhouse. The waves was hitting us, but at least it was better staying down there because you, you'd get sick from the smell down there. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. And as I was thinking about this sermon, it brought me back to that. Man, we were in a storm. Now, I never was afraid, but some of the people were afraid on a boat. I said, I told one guy, he said, man, this, this, it, it, we, we love to capsize. I said, no, we ain't going to capsize. Quit talking like that. I said, we, the Lord's going to take care of us. Come on now. See, my wife and I, anytime we get in the car to go anywhere, we always claim the 91st song. He, he's with us going out and coming in. 
Hello. And they, I mean, there was back in what, 72, I think it was, we was in, headed to California. I was traveling with dad, doing crusades with him. I had the motor home and Craig and Denise, well, so it must have been 70, 73, because Denise was born, and I had made a little place for her. She was a baby, and Craig was four, and I'd had him a place there. And I we we'd done a radio rally in Amarillo, and Dad and him had a at one of the hotels, in the ballroom there. And uh, I don't know for some reason I woke up, and I looked out the window, and man, it, it was icing. The ice coming down out there in Amarillo. You can get that out there in West Texas. It, it, it can get real slick. And I, I see somebody shaking their head back there. They must know what I'm talking about. And so I told Annette, I said, I'm, 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 headed, I'm headed south because we were going to take 40 and go out. I said, I'm heading south. I'm heading south to get to I-10. And so, man, I was going down through there, and I, I just, just, down through there, I mean, and it was tense. And, man, I mean, I was having to watch it to keep from sliding all over the road. And finally, I run out of that ice. And I, I just push back, you know, how you relax and push back. That captain's seat broke off the pedestal. <laughs> I fell over back because the kids are back, and the, we, we slept on the couch, you know, pull the couch out and sleep on it there. I fell back on her. I... And I jumped up. I mean, I fell in the floor and come up. And by, evidently, when I fell, I jerked the wheel because I'm now out in the medium. And it, thank God it was a big, wide medium between four, two lanes this way and two lanes coming back this way. I had no choice. I'm headed, and I got the cruise control set. And I had <laughs> at, at, at 55 miles an hour, and I, uh, <laughs> I hit the brake. And I, I, ha, I didn't have a choice but to wheel that thing because we're going into the other line of traffic. We went over so far that, that I drug, when it drug the ground, drug all the plumbing and everything off the side of it. I had a 72 Pinto behind it with my sound system and all the books and tapes and stuff. And one guy later, he said, that thing was whipping around. <laughs> we went back across the road. I got it there, and then I got on in the I had to pull it back up, and I finally, I got the thing stopped, man. I mean, everything was out of the cabinets. Everything was everywhere. But we had prayed for protection before we leave. We always do. And I'd prayed, we'd prayed for protection and claimed that. And immediately, because of what, I mean, dishes was everywhere, pots and pans. The TV, had little TV had flown over here and hit her. And so... Immediately, I got stopped, and we run in the back. They, there were in the back of the room where those kids were. There was not anything out of place Amen. at all. See, when you believe and speak to power of God, I said, I spoke. I said, we're protected. When we start driving. When I started driving on that ice and driving, I said, I'm protected in the name of Jesus. This, I surround this motorhome with the power and the power of God. And the blood of Jesus, and no harm can come near us. No, no plague can overtake us. And I was able to control the thing. We had some damage, but everybody's all right. And in the back where those kids were, 
you wouldn't have known that we was even, that we even, and up front, it looked like somebody just come in there and just rake the stuff out of the cabinets. <laughs> Didn't it, huh? But you see, you got to learn how to speak ahead of time. Speak to the storm ahead of time. Anybody getting anything out of this? Now, I want you to notice that, you see, a storm can be going on all around you, but you can't, get it, you can't let it get inside of you. If it gets inside of you, fear will take over. Fear took over those disciples, and they went to Jesus, you see. See, all kinds of storms can come around you, but there no, no storm is as bad as if you allow it to get inside of you. When the storm is raging, you can have peace on the inside. You can be calm in the middle of the greatest crisis you ever walked in because of the Word of God that you're quoting and that you're standing on. You see, you can either think about the storm that's raging around you or you can think about the greater one that lives on the inside of you. It's your choice. It's your choice. You have a choice. You see, Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. If you, keep, if you keep thinking about the storm, you'll get in fear. You'll get in unrest. And you'll wonder how you're going to make it. But if you begin to think about the storm calmer, if you allow me to say that, Jesus himself Remembering the word and don't let the storm in get inside of you, you're going to walk free. Remember, it doesn't matter if you get in the storm and you forget what the word says and you just say, Lord, help me. He'll be there. He'll be there. He's always there to help you. But it's, all, it's better if you take control of it to start with. How many understand what I'm saying in a minute? See, he is the master restorer. In fact, that's a series I did just recently called The Master Restorer. There's a little book out there. I just, it just came out in February. You see, he is the divine helper. Hello. You see, they forgot about what Jesus said. He said, go to the other side. But they didn't forget about that they had Jesus on board. The storm may cause you to forget about what, what he said in the word, but he's always on, he's always on board. All you got to do is ask him. Hello? See, you need to learn to speak directly to the storm yourself, according to Mark eleven twenty three. Say it, receive it. All right, Mark eleven twenty four. when you pray, call on the Lord. See? So here we need to realize Jesus, the master of the storm, is there for us when we don't quote the word. We got a, we got a two-way out. And the best way is to quote the word yourself. But when you come to the point, and you, you see, sometimes we, we get to a point that we, oh, what am I going to do? That's when you have to say, all right, Lord, help me. 
I've done messed up. Help me. And he's there. He's ever present to help you. He is the shelter in the time of the storm. He's the refuge in the time of the storm. And there's something we got to remember. The storms are temporary. But Jesus and the word will never pass away. It's up to you. You may be in a storm tonight and you don't think the sun will ever shine again. You may be in a place and all your joy is gone. But let me tell you, the sun will shine again and the joy will come again if you will take the word and begin to quote the word and begin to let the word of God come out of your mouth, you will come out victoriously every time. I preached long enough. Hope you got something out of this. Anybody get anything out of this? Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Everybody stand up, please. Praise the Lord. I don't like to go long. I never go long. I'm just just not that way. It's about uh, 10 minutes to 9. We started at 7. That's long enough for anybody. <laughs> Hello? Praise. Hey, bow your heads for just a moment. Is there anybody here?